Testing, testing. One, One, two, three. Every time I just hit record and just say. Um, we'll start from the start. Hello, is this thing on? So, so just say. <laughs> <laughs> that sound alright? Certified baddie. Would that work? <laughs> if you like some elements but you don't like others, keep the bits that you like. Damn it! I had something in my head. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hi. You are now You're listening, listening to, to Braden Podcast at Artful, Artful Dodgers, Dodgers on, on Sin. <laughs> We're live! <laughs> uh, my name's Georgia, and I'm with Georgina over here. Hey. Um, and I'm Reggie. Hi. And Hi, my name's Elijah Augustine. Welcome, Welcome to, to season, season three, three of Braided. After being forced to stay at home for most of last year because of all the COVID lockdowns, for this season of Braided, we wanted to get out and about and talk to actual people. So we decided to focus on interviewing and finding out about other people's lives. Of course, that didn't always work out since we were locked down for most of this year too. But when we could get out in the world, we did interviews in person. And we also teamed up with Sin Radio to learn about the art of radio broadcasting. Sin Radio is a community youth radio station that hosts a large variety of programs, all co-designed and hosted by young people. So in this season of Braided, we did our own radio shows. (laughs) It was very exciting. Since we recorded a lot of this season at the radio station at Sin Radio, We'd also like to pay our respects to the people of the Wurrung and Boonrong language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nation on which unceded lands the studios stand. And of course to all traditional custodians and ancestors across the land and waters of Australia. So in this episode, we are going to share some audio from the interviews we did and talk about the experience of learning how to make radio. You'll also hear us interview Sin Radio trainer Jasmine, and later in the season, we will release the radio shows we made at Sin to the podcast, as well as some extra bits and pieces. So we started off doing some training on how to work at a radio station, all the media laws involved. We had an amazing trainer called Jasmine who was really supportive, really encouraging, really nice vibes to be around. Um, And we then did some practice radio shows And then we did the process of planning our own radio show, making sure we scheduled it properly. And then we did our own radio shows, which was very exciting, lots of fun. A lot of, it was, I was pretty nervous, actually, to be honest. Um, But then when we actually did it, we were so overjoyed, so much fun, so much energy. Yeah, I was in over my head. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably the first... uh, thought that I had on the day when we were going to do the radio show. Uh, I was extremely nervous. I felt uh, really jittery. 
every single noise and movement made me jump. I didn't exactly feel all too comfortable on that day, but even with all that nervousness and anxiety, we still made our way over to Sin Radio. So the studios are basically um, probably like ground or underground level of the RMIT building. I think it's building eight campus. Um, entering the building is pretty easy. You just go down a couple of stairs or an elevator, um, and yeah, you just walk to it. I think. On the way there, there's like a chess, like a giant chess, life-size chess board, which is really cool. A table tennis um, board as well, which a lot of students hang out in. I, th- I think like, you know, being in COVID right now, it's hard to imagine playing table tennis or playing chess with other people. But there's always that contemplation of like, hmm, it would be nice to play something there with friends or whatever, you know. Um, so yeah, the, the radio station's located... It's pretty niche in a niche area. It's near the um the TV and recording uh like studios of RMIT. The room itself has like a live on air like sign that lights up, and LED lights in the room that like light up when people talk, which is really amazing. I think it gives you that visual um representation that you require when you're on air. Um, and the room itself is noise noise contained, as in they've got like these padding foam things that kind of like make it hard for noise to escape and for noise to get in which is really good uh, especially when you're recording live on air um i think i find the thrill of it all um quite enticing um i think it was a great opportunity to intermingle with like other young people and kind of like talk about music and to me music is everything sometimes you know especially when you're going through some deep stuff so being able to talk about it on open on air was quite exciting and enticing so i really enjoyed it yeah, I was sort of nervous. I was at the radio station. It was a, a little bit different compared to pre-recording, which I've experienced. Pre-record, you have to like practice saying the right words. But if you're going to do live recording, you have to like write down some words that you're going to say on air so you won't forget try and make it stand out. I was pretty confident getting into the studio, giving it a go. Yeah, it takes practice. Uh, Once we were on the air, it definitely felt different. I don't even know what came over me, but as soon as it came, you know, time to start talking on, you know, on live radio, all of that nervousness just kind of melted away and it became more like second nature, really. Yeah, when we sat down, you know, and having to like press the buttons and things like that, it was just like, oh my God, got to press the right button at the right time kind of thing. Luckily, Jasmine was there to like, you know, press the right button because I nearly forgot to turn Georgina's mic on um, <laughs> when I was there. So um, that would have been pretty bad. Um, and it was just like a really enjoyable experience. Um, and I think, yeah, it was just like sort of the perfect mix of a um, bit of anxiety and a bit of that sort of a bit more of like, you, you know, when you feel like you're challenging yourself kind of anxiety. And then um, also just having a really nice time. And I do remember afterwards, Georgina and I, we were on very much on a natural high. We went walking around Melbourne, had bubble tea, and we were just chatting and walking for ages, exploring Melbourne. It was really lovely. Yeah, it was just 
an interesting experience. It was something that I'd never done. And I guess it was like the sense of confidence that I had that I was not doing it alone, that I had Georgia there with me and Joel and uh, Jasmine who talked us uh, through it. So it definitely didn't feel like that I was, you know, just uh, on air by myself, making myself look sound like a fool, basically. <laughs> uh, I just remember feeling very giddy afterwards. I'm. It was just a a weird mix of elation of finally doing it and then the sort of um I guess celebratory emotions afterwards yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was just weird <laughs> but a good but a good weird though it yeah. was a good feeling yeah which is a really good time and we got to advocate for things that we are really passionate about and we've also just been you know talking to people in our community as well and we just had a really fun time, even though during COVID it was quite difficult, um, and especially since we couldn't really meet up all the time. But definitely over Zoom, we found connection. Because of all the COVID lockdowns this year, a lot of our interviews were done remotely, including one we did with Jasmine, our SIN radio trainer. So even though we couldn't go to the radio station anymore, we caught up with Jasmine over Zoom for an interview about all things radio. And we're going to share that with you now. Go, go, go! You're listening to Braided from the Artful Dodger Studios. So my name's Jasmine. Uh, I work at Student Youth Network in Melbourne, which is also known as SIN. It's like a youth community media organisation that creates like platforms and workshops for young people to access and make really cool content. What's a fun fact about me? I've recently just started watching Lord of the Rings and it's the first time I've ever seen it and it's blowing me away. I just didn't expect it to be so emotional. It's really moved me to tears in some parts, but um, yeah, I'm very eager to read the books actually. I wanna see how they tell the story in the books. <laughs> oh, totally, that's so wholesome. I just wanted to ask, um, so what got you into audio? Like, was there anything from your childhood or anything? Oh gosh, it's so funny to reflect on it, but my brother was kind of like the creative guy in the family. I sort of felt really lost after high school and like went into a degree that was so, just I felt really lonely. I think people don't really prepare you for entering uni straight after high school that it's going to be quite lonely for a little while and also uni's really hard and I sort of always thought you leave high school and then you set your career up and then it's like boom 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 next thing you know you're in the next phase of your life 10 years pass and you're a success um and it's just not like that at all uh totally I've definitely come to that conclusion as well yeah uh like I can definitely relate to that um I left high school about 10 years ago um and it took me a long time to figure out what I wanted to do about my life and how you know it, when it comes to career progression and you know, just enrolling in different things and doing different, like, 
career paths actually helps you to fully realize that idea. Um, I just wanted to ask you, what are your future career plans and where do you see yourself ending up? Ah, what a nice question. Thanks, Reggie. Um, I just recently had to complete a career plan for the next three years, which was really daunting because yeah, I think it's really easy when you finish a degree or you finish sort of a project, you're sort of left like, oh God, what next? I think I'd love to stay involved at SIN. I have this new role now, which I sort of want to learn as much as I can from and work with lots of young people. And then hopefully I don't get too, um, <laughs> I guess, uh, demotivated by creative pursuits, but I would really like to write because um, I'm a writing student as well. I've got some ideas of things I'd like to explore. I'd like to do some freelancing if possible. Um, but it takes so much work and it's very scary because you're just not really sure how things are going to be perceived, if they're going to get rejected or, you know. But yeah, those are sort of some ideas that I have, very loose. Um, I'd also like to host a radio show about um, encouraging women and gender non-conforming people to cycle around Melbourne because I've been doing that recently and finding it really thrilling and I think it's a real challenge and there's a lot of information that is becoming a lot more accessible but particularly for beginners trying to um, learn how to make cycling your main mode of transport is there's so many parts and involved and I'd love to do a show about that one day that'd be really fun yeah uh like I totally agree with the cycling aspect um mm -hmm. I do enjoy taking my bicycle out to ride around Docklands or oh, wonderful. You know, take my bike and leave home and you know go for an adventure journey around the grid you know that was a lot of fun um nice thank you um very much for answering my question we have Georgina coming up next all right what was your experience when you first started and how has it changed over the years Technically, I first got involved in radio when I was volunteering at PBS as a receptionist, which was, I think, it's a really nice way to meet people in the community radio sector and um, sort of see how all the moving parts function. But then I got involved in Triple R doing the, I was in the music department doing just like really basic data entry, which was just me in front of a computer screen, not doing anything creative, but I did get to meet some lovely people. And then I volunteered in a role as the music manager. So myself and another person, we basically got to decide all of the music that would get played on the radio station, which was so much fun. And if I could have gotten paid for that, that would have been even better. <laughs> Having done all of those little experiences, it's led me now to being a workshop facilitator and you know, working with schools and community organisations so that other young people can speak on the radio, learn about production, learn about how to write a run sheet and also feel confident in their public speaking because it's a really daunting experience. And I think having had first-hand experience doing radio, have some knowledge in how to like mentor them through the process. Oh, totally. That's so wholesome. Um, and I, I definitely think that giving um, lots of young people with the platform to express themselves is really important. Thank you for sharing. Um, I'm going to pass it over to Elijah now. Cool. Which radio stations do you listen to now these days? That's a great question. Um, I really like listening to Triple R. Every now and again I'll just sort of switch it on. I don't have a radio unfortunately unless I'm in the car. Um, so if I have the time, if I'm just sort of like fiddling around, um, doing some work, I'll tune in to 
whatever they're playing. I think um, a show that I've really liked is Good Fortune on Sundays with someone whose name is also Jazz, which I love. Um, and they play a lot of like, you know, artists uh, who are female or gender non-conforming and um, have really great conversations with other musicians, which is a real pleasure to listen to. But there's so many good community radio stations and shows that are being broadcast at the moment. I know PBS also has um, some great electronic music shows as well. Yeah, it's cool that there's a nice representation of different genres and sounds and artists and stories. Uh, thank you very much for answering the questions. I just wanted to ask, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, just that this was really lovely to see you all again and thank you all for having me. I think if there's anything I sort of can leave on, it's that I guess if you're a young person and you're struggling to find a pathway or to even make connections, community radio, wherever you are, and there's so many great ones out there, get involved, volunteer, meet meet new like-minded people who are also kind of searching for purpose and are at the beginning of their careers. Um, it's a really nice way to network and interact and also practice some skills that otherwise, you know, you might not ever do. And yeah, I guess that's my positive note. Um, but thanks again. It's been a real pleasure talking to you all today. Go, go, go. You're listening to Braided from the Artful Dodger Studios on Sin Radio. Feel Good Radio. You're listening to Season 3 of Braided. That was Jasmine, our radio trainer at Sin Radio who spoke to us over Zoom while we're in lockdown for this season of Braided. The radio programs we made for Sin were organised around themes like music and community arts. We did interviews with people from our communities and featured them on their shows. We're going to share some teasers for those interviews with you now. Here's Reggie with their clip. So this next clip is of my friend Kevin, who is a muso for our radio show, which we made in the theme of music. We talked in my apartment between lockdowns about how music can be enjoyed and some of the funny moments it produces. How has music shaped your life? I'd say as a teenager, it was all about creativity. So it, it allowed me to explore my creative side and my intuition brought me to songwriting. And I started with an acoustic duo and we did all sorts of things. We started playing coffee shops and, and talent nights and all that sort of thing to get started. And in fact, the way we got started, so we just got in the car and started to drive and we said, we are going to drive until we get a gig. And we did. We ended up in Wonthaggy. Uh, it took 12 hours. We just kept driving and asking and talking to people. And we finally turned up to this uh, place called the Miners Hotel in, in Wonthaggy. And, uh, and we asked, could we play there tonight? And they said, yes. <laughs> and that was our first ever professional job by just going out and doing it. If you're thinking about playing music and, and maybe just doing something with music, experiment, buy something, do something, have a play with it. It really does allow you to grow in, in such a profound way. And let me say, for an example, you know, music is is made up of both mathematical left brain kind of uh, concepts 
you know, scales, etc. But it also has the whole intuition, intuitive side on the right side of your brain, in this whole intuitive side. So music allows you to do, to create a whole new set of uh, connections in your brain. So playing, even picking up a harmonica or or you know, uh, uh, even a, a single drum or something like that, it allows you, it will influence every other part of your life. You'll be so surprised. It's not about the music. It's about what it does to your brain. And, and what it does to your brain is it allows you to make other connections. You know, for an example, for me, when I played drums, when I started to play drums, it influenced every other instrument because there's a discipline in keeping, t keeping time. And of course, that that discipline changes over to everything you do in your life, whether you're doing, you know, in, when you're working with computers or whether you're um, interacting with other people, there's a discipline in it to get it right, to get it perfect to time. And everything else works that, you know, it, it's influenced that way. That's so good. I love Kevin's energy. Do you want to make any comments, Reggie? Um, in the process of interviewing my interviewees, I found that having the right audio equipment at the right time was probably preferable. I had a Zoom H5 um, audio kit that I purchased part of my scholarship, and I borrowed a microphone from my friend Joel, um, and I basically set up the microphone in a way on tripods so that I could effectively record um, Kevin and myself in different audio channels. I also found that my first recording, which you'll find out about later, which is a recording of Ross Millwood, who is the scout leader at 4th Brunswick Scout Group, that I had set up a recording studio inside the scout hall and tried to minimize noise such as like echo and all that kind of stuff as well. But I found that overall, having the right audio equipment is handy and finding a quiet space is even better. Yes, I agree. The next clip coming up is one that I recorded of our one of our community cultural development artists, Jason, who is a support worker at the Artful Dodgers. Please enjoy. It's um, taught me that learning is a lifelong thing. In a nutshell. <laughs> Sorry for my stomach. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> They're still going to be fine. <laughs> All right. You can leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I set, I set that clip up to be like a really serious, like, oh, yeah, support worker, you know. And then I've just thrown in like the most hilarious part of the whole interview of his stomach grumbling and then him swearing. <laughs> I don't think I beeped that out properly. But anyway, that's fine. <laughs> Coming up next is a clip from my interview with Paulie Stewart from the band Painters and Dockers. I talked to Paulie about his time in the band and playing gigs and what music's all about. You're listening to Braided. How many albums did you use made in the past? Well, we just before COVID hit, we toured the country with another old 80s band called the Sunny Boys. And then because we couldn't play last year, we put out a live album. And I think that was our 10th album, would you believe, Elijah? 
And, um, yeah, and I never thought we'd put out one song, but we've now put out like 10 albums worth of stuff. So um, I gave it to you. What did you think of Did you have a listen to it? Yes, I have. Did you like it? Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, a lot of catchy tunes. Yeah. Well, what, what I'd really love one day is for you to jump up with a guitar and play with us on a song. Just pick one of those songs and come on up as our special guest and give it a rip. Yeah. Yeah. Your um, confidence is, is really great. And, uh, yeah, so that's a standing invite to you because you're a rockin' dude, Elijah. Everyone knows that. Well, that's about it for today. This is Elijah Augustine signing off, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Okay, everybody, take your clothes off. This is Paulie Stewart on Sin Radio. Welcome to Nude School. Let's get down. Let's get funky. Let's get sweaty. Ah, woo! I prefer to keep my clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly am, yeah, feeling like this intro episode is turning into really bad promotion of the Arsenal Dodgers. First of all, we've got Jason who's who's got some hunger issues and then swearing and then we've got Paulie uh, telling everyone to get naked. (laughs) 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 It's really cool. So next we have an interview with Helska, and much like Jason, she's also a support worker at Artful Dodgers. There has been, over the decade, <laughs> many, many different experiences. Um, there is no way that I could sum them all up to, you know, one kind of personal experience because of the variety. There has been very challenging times. There has also been many great times with major giggles and major laughs. Those are always the bonuses when we're all hanging out and giggling our guts out. Definitely from my experience of being at the studio for uh, over five years, in fact, I think these past few years have been uh, probably the most fulfilling that I've had. It's because I was always worried about what people would say feeling like I didn't have a place that I could actually feel basically myself and now being able to feel like I actually, you know, that my voice does matter and that there are people willing to listen and that I don't have to feel like that I'm kind of just alone. from this introductory episode will bring you the full radio programs in this season. Braided is a production of Apple Dodgers Studios. This season is produced by Georgina Pantsis. 
Reggie Chang, Elijah Augustine, Georgia Wilmot, with contributions from Ollie Woodward, Daniel Kanani, Noah Centilla, Matisse Later, Kim Hanley, and Stevie Tarua. Plus, mentored and produced by Joel Supple, with radio training by the excellent Jasmine Alivik from Sin Radio. The track you're listening to right now is called "The Emerging Sea" from the band The Desolates. You'll hear their music all through the Braided series, along with the sounds from Jesse Sullivan, Elijah Augustine, and Ollie Woodward. Very special thanks to Steer of the Ship Angeliki Androsopoulos and Jason Halska, Steve and Danielle at the Artful Dodgers Studios, and a huge thank you again to Sin Radio for their hospitality and stellar radio guidance throughout the season. We're on IG at Artful underscore Dodgers on Twitter at Braided Pod. For more about the podcast, visit BraidedPodcast.com. Can I cut the audio now? Um, it's like t- one hour and twelve minutes now. So yeah. Oh.